Uh, you look kind of little over there today. I don't like it. I don't like being little. I don't want to be the little. Well, guy. hey, we're live, buddy. We're okay. live. We, we got to do this thing. I got to, you know, we're going to do the after show as usual, debrief and everything, which I've only said this once, but we have for about the last two months uh, have co contributed an after show, our debrief. It's only available on YouTube. So if you're a subscriber, you'll see it, but that's the only way you're going to see it. And uh, we just kind of continue talking about the subjects that we were talking, but you know, it's just our phone call again. It's just us BSing. So if you have any interest in that, I guess you'd have to sign up to YouTube to, to really see it at over 50 starting over. By the way, welcome to over 50 starting over. I'm Barry Edwards. And, and I'm Merle Garrison. The chair challenge person over there is Merle. No, it, it, it miraculously stopped doing it as soon as uh, I got one of those chairs where it- uh, Didn't I know the camera came on. I knew the camera came on. <laughs> the, the, the hydraulics part. Uh, I, I have had uh, some strain, uh, some kind of infuriating experiences going to the gym in the mornings, just, uh, been on my mind such as this morning and that is you yeah. know i'm going there at seven o'clock in the morning so it's dead out i'm taking the side streets of the heights uh so there's no reason for this a pre either a prius or a chevy volt same damn thing basically same clientele same target audience right pulls out in front of me and starts going really slow down the road, stops at the stop sign for that extra few seconds, unnecessary few, because they want to make sure that I stop. They're, they think of themselves as vigilantes on the road. Oh, well, this guy's going too fast on this side oh, street. One of those uh, road sheriffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman yeah. in his yep. Prius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Prius. So I always because it's a maze. Cleveland Heights is a maze. I just cut down a side street, cut them off. It always does me a lot of good. I get to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, I before anybody's thinking, oh, this maniac here on the road, of course, this, you know, I drive a Prius and I do that. Keep the road safer with you <laughs> maniacs. I get a ticket like once every seven years, literally. I do not. Wow. I rarely speed. I don't drive right, right. crazy. I'm very moderate in that regard. So yeah. there's that. I'm just talking. It's infuriating. When I see a Prius, I know what they're thinking. They're keeping the roads safe for everybody. They're they're vigil. They think they're a vigilante. Well, thank God for those Prius drivers. I mean, we need uh, them out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you say so. <clears throat> hey, by the way, did I tell you that uh, I'm kind of jacked up today because uh, I think I had the best workout I've had in years today. And, today. And, it, and it's been leading up to it been getting better and better. Did I tell you that in October, I discovered creatine? No. Oh, okay. Uh, this is really important. And I've always I've heard of creatine, like, I, you know, me, I've always worked out my lifted weights my entire adult life, but I've right. never been the let's do protein powders and creatine and supplement. I've never been into that. I just work out to that's my exercise that I enjoy. And um, but you know that I've had this problem with my shoulder arthritis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For over, we've talked about that on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's been a huge problem, a growing problem. And uh, it really, it started with separating my shoulder in high school wrestling, and it got exacerbated playing volleyball 12 years ago. I had to quit playing volleyball about 12 years ago because mm -hmm, of my mm -hmm. shoulder. I've been to physical therapy uh, a year and a half ago about my doctor x-rayed it. And um, he's like, yeah, it's it's mild arthritis. Uh, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So additionally, I've had the problem with I just attribute to getting older. I just turned 55. But the last couple of years, I noticed that my muscles would get very strained, sore, hard to recover from a workout kind of stuff. So that on top of my shoulder, my workouts were suffering bad. Right, like they weren't right. bad enough. And then I discovered, I just, I don't, I don't remember how I discovered creatine. I was looking for stuff to help my muscles recover. Yeah. I've tried fruit juices and different things like that. And um, yeah, like sure. Antioxidants enough. for the fruit juice. Yeah, yeah, right. I've tried all this stuff, that yeah. green looking uh, veggie goop that you drink uh so nothing some really. of that's kind of tasty actually it, it truly is it truly yeah. is so i discovered creatine in october i ordered some said yeah you know five grams a day for two weeks uh it'll 
take about two weeks to start working on you. Yeah. And it was true. And I was doing it mostly for the muscle recovery thing. And it is, it does say that for lean muscles, you know, it's not a muscle builder type thing. It just helps your muscles just recover. It gives them mm. out of the nutrients, oxygen, whatever. And what I didn't expect, this has only been since October. What is that? Four months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, within about a month, my shoulder started getting a lot better within nice. two months, like January, I would, I meant to say it, I guess I never thought to say it. I was going to tell you, man, my shoulder is like better than it's been in at least five years. Really? Today, you... this yeah. morning, I would tell you my shoulder's better than it's been prior to that 12 years prior to playing volleyball. It's, I had just a breakthrough workout. It was chest day today, which means a little bit of, I don't do anything hard, right. real heavy, <laughs> but uh, doing any kind of chest stuff is like flies or benching right. a little bit, but I yeah. do it controlled with machines. Uh, that would be like the most hurtful thing I could do with my shoulder. And uh, man, I am back to where I was 10 years ago. Plus is that right? And now, now creatine, what exactly is creatine? And I talked to my doctor about this about two weeks ago when we had our uh, follow-up phone call, just a mm -hmm. regular scheduled thing. So I want to preface that. Uh, because I asked them if there was any ill effects through long-term usage, anything like that. Yeah, well, creatine, I was smart. I forget what it's really made of. I really do. I would tend to want to say crushed up seashells or something like that. I don't remember. That's I'm sure that's wrong. I can look it up real quick, but we got a lot to talk about. I just wanted to, is excited. I want to blurt this out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it might help like some. It could help somebody exactly. You know, it's 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 funny as we get to this age. We've heard all our lives from people that are our age, and they, oh, when you get to be my age, everything's going to be painful and slow, yeah. and go I, to bed I, I, just fine and wake up with an injury. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've done that. Yourself, I've I, done that. I, you know, that's I. That's ridiculous. I've done it too. Like I wake up and uh, oh my neck, you know. And then like <laughs> later I'm like walking around like this. Yeah, you know? me I, too. I can't move my neck now. Yeah, my knee. I've had a habit in my knee. Yeah. I went to bed fine. Now I can't make it down the yeah. stairs. What happened? But, uh, yeah. Or you're on your way down the stairs and suddenly uh, it's like I right. think I've injured myself walking down, right. down the stairs. <laughs> or or you drop some change and you bend over and now you can't get back. Right. <laughs> Hey, so I just want to put a cap on that by saying I talked yeah. to my doctor about it. I, I, it's recommended you take five grams a day, which, oh, I was taking the capsules originally, but then I went, uh, I was running out of those and I can't find them right now. There's for whatever reason, a shortage of creatine. And uh, so I went to Walmart and got pure creatine, a jug of this, uh, 80 scoops, five grams oh. per scoop. So there's 80 servings, 80 days worth. Yeah. Uh, I mix it with grapefruit juice and it tastes really good. It's delicious oh. to tell you the truth. Wow. A small glass of grapefruit juice. Yeah. And um, for 10 bucks hey. at Walmart. Now, if it had any additives, any whatsoever, I wouldn't get it at Walmart because I don't trust Walmart. For because if you give them any leeway, they'll make a manufacturer put crap in it to put their price down. And I'm serious. So I, there's I nothing but creatine, monosaturated, whatever. There's an M word after it. It's the it's the good stuff for ten bucks. And so uh, I asked my doctor about it. If there's any worries, concerns about taking that long term, should I only do this for a short period of time? And he's like, no, none whatsoever. He goes, any all natural supplement like that. If you have no pre pre-existing conditions like um, liver or liver or something, kidney, right. something you're good. You're fine. He goes, you are fine with that. So, hey, I'm just telling you guys, if that Look helps anyone yeah. out, if it helps someone out, if it doesn't, you know, I don't. I'm also a believer. I take a lot of supplements, but I believe that you can do too much of a good thing. So if you're not really using it, I don't know if you should take it. You know, I don't know. Talk to your doctor about it. That's what yeah, that's probably the best advice to talk to your doctor about it. Okay, moving along, because we got a lot to, yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, and I wanted to turn it over to you because uh, you were getting pretty excited about, uh, well, you just tell us. Well, you know, we've been talking about the Chris Voss book, Never Split the Difference, and uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, we talked about a couple of the tactics that Chris Voss uses. Remember, it's uh, Chris Voss is the 
25-year veteran of the FBI being their top international hostage negotiator. So this guy's been doing some pretty big The name of this book? negotiating with uh, never split the difference yes. and uh, it's a it's a great book we've we've learned a lot but i think the most important thing that i'm learning about it is how to open up conversations between people that are meaningful conversations that get to the heart the core of um of really building rapport between two people and I found this, uh, I tried, I've been working on some of these things and I tried it out this week on a, a person that uh, I work with that I, that's a new person on the team and um, I wanted to get to know him and I thought, well, let me, let me try out uh, some of these things that I've learned, not as a way to, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, change it so that I was being disingenuous. It was it was truly I wanted to know this person. I cared about, you know, this person coming in and everything. And I thought this would be a great way to open up the conversation to get to know him. So if you'll recall, uh, these these uh, these these tactics that we learned, one of them is mirroring and the other one is labeling. And so mirroring is simply repeating the last three or four words that that person said in order to spur them on to elaborate on whatever it is they said. Go ahead, Barry. Want to do a quick example of that, such as you asked me the passion and I'll f give you feedback and then you do do mirroring. Yeah, okay. So uh, uh, Barry, why don't we talk about what's your passion in life? Why don't, why don't you tell me what your passion is? I'm a basketball coach and it's just the most important thing in the world to me. Okay. Hold on a second. That's your passion. Uh, I'm using <laughs> I'm so, using their example. I'm, like, I'm using I'm using what? their example. This is so new to me because it's easy. You know, uh, you know what? Right. I know it. We're not going to screw it up. Uh, okay. So what what is your passion? Why is I'm that your passion? Uh, because I get to help people uh, in the community, kids in the community that really may not have a father figure, and I get to really... uh, uh, get to uh, be an example for them. You get to be an example for them? As I said, they, uh, it, they, a lot of these kids don't have a father figure, and so it keeps them off the streets. Oh, it keeps them off the streets. Uh, I'm going to tell you, we don't live in the best of neighborhoods, and there's a lot of bad influences out there. So uh, this is a chance for them to do something more productive. So there we go. Let's just move on. But you see how you just repeat the last few right, words right. And, the, and, the, and it continues the conversation. You probe, yeah, you're probing. It, 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 it allows it's an it's an easy way to allow people to uh, it, it gives them the green light to just go ahead and elaborate and tell mm -hmm. me more about what it is that they just said. And people love that. They want to they want to tell you more. And uh, that just kind of opens up the floodgates. But as the, the, back to your example, because they worked. It, it, tremendously well i coupled that with uh labeling and labeling is where somebody is talking and you uh after they make their comments you you notice sort of the underlying feeling that they're having over what they're talking about so as barry was talking about about basketball i might say something like barry it it, it seems like you're a person that really cares about the community Oh, I definitely care about the community. We have a very challenging community, and I think we could do a bit better if we do our part. It feels like you see things that are out there that are wrong, and you're just jumping right into the fray and, and helping out. I think that we, you know, if you have the wherewithal, if you have the means, I think we, the leaders, we can appoint, if you have some leadership skills, that you can put yourself in a position where you can help these young kids here and make a difference in this community. It seems like this uh, community has been really riddled with a lot of problems that might be <clears throat> part of the area that, uh, that you're living in. Yeah. Uh, the, I think the problems have grown tremendously in recent years. And I think it has a lot to do with single family households and these kids need role models. Role models. So that's that's the yeah that's enough of those examples. Let's get back because you had an exciting. Yeah, so well, so I wanted to meet this person and I thought, 
okay, I'm going to do this because I'd seen some exercises like this on, on video. And by the way, if you get a chance to check this out, it's really eye-opening because the, the what you learn about people through this, you'll never learn through the normal ways that I would normally question people or talk to people. So I, I met this person <clears throat> and uh, his name is Tony. And I, I decided I'm only gonna ask those two questions and I won't ask any other questions. Anything else that I say is either gonna be mirroring or labeling. I talked to him for a half hour. I only asked him those, for those two questions. He went on for a half an hour. I found out all about him. I found out about his passions, his dreams, his aspirations, all about his family, where his family came from, how his, how his father and, <clears throat> and mother had influenced him, his, his whole background and his career and why he changed his career, what motivates him, why he's motivated by them, and spiritual aspect about him. I felt like as I was continuing this conversation, I wasn't even saying anything about myself, but as he was talking, the more and more he talked, the more I liked this person and the more I understood him. And we got to a point where I was using some of the things that Chris Voss says, where I rephrased some of the things that he was saying. And uh, he said, uh, Merle, that is so well said. Uh, and I can see that you're a great salesperson because you listen. And he said, that's right. And, you know, uh, I remember that point when he said, that's right. I remember that seemed like a breakthrough in our rapport where in a half hour time, really, that was at about 13 minutes. In that period of time, I felt like we had established a permanent rapport forever. Uh, I feel like I could just call that guy up. In fact, afterwards, I, I told him, I feel like now I can just call you up and, and it's not, hello, Tony. It's, hey, man, what's going on? You know, it's, right. and this is an amazing thing to be able to establish relationships. And we talked about this, especially during this time. It's great in your career. That's great. But we have to communicate on this level with everybody, our families, our neighbors, our people that we disagree with, people we agree with. This is a great way to drop down those walls and communicate with people. Oh, boy, that you can't state that uh, with enough. You can't punctuate that enough. Uh, obviously, today's day and age, we've talked about it repeatedly, but people are not listening to each other. And this is a terrific tool. Everybody wants to be heard more than everybody wants to be heard and understood more than anything else on the planet. So this is really, really important. And well, what you said, I want to just say what you said about that's right. We talked about that. I think it was last. Yes, week. we did. And uh, the importance of that is you're getting a signed stamp of approval that, oh, you're in my inner circle now. You understand me. Uh, yeah. It's really important. It was interesting, Barry, because uh, in the book, it, uh, it, it delineates between yes mm. or you're right and that's right. And if you get a you're right or even a yes, uh, the, you're not really in the same boat with that person until they say that's right. That when you say that's right, when someone it's almost like, amen. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're in the same place. You're on the same side of the desk. And now that's where, boy, that's like a, a sign that your rapport is sealed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is going to segue into a lot of stuff. I, like I said, there's a lot going on. So I don't know if you want to tie up this part. There's a few things, other things I want to say. No, I, yeah, this is good. I just say, read the book, never split the difference. It's going to help you with everything. Uh, it, you know, I'm in sales. It helps me with that, being able to get, uh, get people to talk about themselves and understand the real motivations. There's some other really cool stuff too, like negative labeling and how that works. We can talk about that later, but uh, get the book. It's good stuff. It is. And you can also, of course, go to the YouTube videos in and, uh, Last week, I shared a link to the mirroring and labeling um, seminar that they did. It was only 11 minutes, but you get all these examples of how it works and why it works. And so that's fantastic. So you can look at last week's uh, notes and get that link if you want. But look up Chris Voss on YouTube and you'll see it's Black Swan, right? Is the name of yeah, his Black Swan. Yep. Yeah. Catch a few of those. Uh, it's a great intro to get your feet wet and see if you want to go further with the book. I think the audio book is tremendous. I really do. I do, too. I wanted to back up. I got on this whole diatribe about Priuses and stuff, and I forgot to mention a couple of things. First of all, a couple of sad things, man. You know that Screech died. 
I know. Gosh, can you believe that? It's funny because the day before that happened, I saw a commercial for that show he was on. And I was like, boy, I haven't seen that show in a long time. I and never that, saw it. I never oh, saw it. Oh, really? I oh, knew I, of it. Yeah. You know, the the uh, the guy, uh, Mario, uh, that was in the show. Van Peebles? No, 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 no. Um, he's, uh, he's a Hispanic guy. Uh, he oh. looks exactly the same as he did. He does, like, entertainment oh. tonight. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking guy. He was yeah. like the muscle guy in the show back in the '90s. He looks okay. exactly the same. Okay. It's amazing how some people stay the same. But Screech, the guy that played Screech, you know, he looked like an older man. You know, yeah. I mean, we're, we're older. Sure. Some people somehow have a fountain of youth, though. But yeah, it was mm -hmm. it was tough to to hear that. I mean, yeah, he was only was forty-five sudden. years old. It was really sudden. And how about uh, this was not sudden or too unexpected, but. Still, icon, uh, Larry King, and it might have been over a week ago now, but Larry yeah, King I passed. think it was, but but that's yeah, it's a big deal. We kind of grew up with the voice of Larry mm -hmm. King, mm -hmm. and uh, boy, he had eight wives, I didn't know that. Eight, eight. did he have wow. any money left at all to leave his last Jeez. one? No oh. wonder his shoulders were all sunken in. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, the, yeah, life was Ooh. literally wow, eight. And then here's one I I'm sure you don't know. And this, I think it was yesterday, Merle. Les Levine, Cleveland sports, uh, sports talk radio. Les host. Levine, really? Mm -hmm. He passed away. Boy, I think it was yesterday. Guy, I really liked that guy. Um, Legend. My friend, my friend Mike Andersack uh, worked in the studio with him. He was a call screener for Les Levine. No kidding. <clears throat> yeah, so he was really good. I heard uh, yesterday on the way to the gym, uh, you know, I turn on the sports talk radio, Bud Shaw. Do you remember him? I remember he, the name. He's a sports writer. Yes. And been yeah, around yeah. about the same amount of time. I never really cared for his writing much, but uh, uh, boy, did he have a lot of nice things to say about Les. I always thought Les seemed a little, uh, almost a little angry. But I never really watched him much, to be honest, or listen yeah. to him. But uh, boy, Bud Shaw was just talking about his incredible sense of humor that always came out, and always, and he said how he always found the positive in everything, even with every caller. They'd get regular negative callers, and how he would uh, spin these things into a positive. I didn't know that, um, but just a real fixture. And another one just went into hospice, Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, that yeah. is, that's too bad. It wow. is. So those are just a few of the things I wanted to make note of in the beginning, the intro. So just, you know, these are, these are fixtures in our lives that it, it's, uh, it's amazing. Right. when you think we about get to it, our age and you start uh, having four of these per show, ouch. You yeah. know, uh, I was watching a, a movie this past week. It was uh, the last samurai. Uh, it, and that's, um, it's got Tom Cruise in it. It's oh, from like right. 2004. Yeah. And I'm watching this movie. It was actually a really good movie. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Um, and I'd never seen it before, but it was like, God, that's almost 20 years ago now that that was. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you look at Tom Cruise's uh, career and he's another guy that somehow doesn't seem to be aging. Well, yeah, he's had his work done, though. Well, uh, they all have here. This yeah, is the capital he's got out the here filler face. Hollywood. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, he's definitely has the fillers in. His uh, face. Let me ask you now: Would you would you consider plastic surgery as we're getting older? Oh, I don't know. Uh, something, you know, I'm noticing my neck. See my neck. It's the neck that? thing. Yes, I would. That's I would like to get thing. that a little tightened up, but I don't yeah. think I would. Uh, you you yeah. don't think you would? Nah. What do you think? I, I think I remember when it was the owner of uh, Jerry Jones, uh, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys yeah, with the hair. Remember when oh, you mean the owner? Plastic, yeah. The I plastic him surgery. And Jimmy oh, oh, what yeah. did he say? I don't know. No, no. It was the, it's, he had all that plastic surgery. Well, maybe I didn't it was know like that. 15 years ago and oh. he looked completely different. Uh, oh, like I didn't a, know that. Sort of a weird kind of way, you oh, know? Sure. Uh, it wasn't good. And um, I would, you know, these things are permanent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. can't just reverse it. And and I living out here in Hollywood, I've seen some people that were absolutely beautiful before yes. they got the surgery, and then they got the surgery, and they they kind of look a little freaky. Well, and in Hollywood, I don't want that to happen to me. 
I think 90% of these people get them very well done and little bit at a time kind of thing. Yeah. But it's the 10% that go the cheaper route, like Burt Reynolds. Remember what he just. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Had He's his such a good looking guy. Pulled back and, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's like what he, Jerry Jones did too. It looks like they took the back of his head and wadded it up into a, a yeah, knot. Put a and big rubber put a band tie back on there. it. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to me. Meg I, I Ryan, mean, who was oh, the cutest thing was in the so world, so pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. Look what she did. And uh, yeah. I've seen some some recent ones too, where it was. Uh, boy, I'm trying to think of who it was. In fact, I, I'm I'm seeing her face in my in my mind's eye right now. Well, the Jennifer so Grey from that, Dirty Dancing, she caught a lot uh, of flack. You remember her because she yeah, was so cute with her was. Jewish nose and everything. Oh, well, she sorry. had the nose job done, and everybody's like, "What did you do that for? That was like your defining." Almost, yeah, 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 yeah. That's too bad. Well, in and, and it's yeah. just we, we. Have you ever noticed? that people that just they love themselves on the inside that no matter what they look like on the outside that's what makes them beautiful oh for sure for sure i you know what i i said this to lisa not too long ago like i never got the whole jennifer aniston thing everybody oh my god most beautiful girl in the world well i didn't use i think i mentioned this before a few months ago but i'd never watched friends back in the day uh, I started watching it just a few years ago when it got on Netflix. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, now I get the Jennifer Anderson, Anderson yes. thing. You got to actually get to know her. It's the personality. And, she and it makes her, it's like she's got this aura of beauty. She really she does. She really does. She really yeah. does. And I, I feel the same way. I wouldn't yeah. probably would not have looked twice at her, but it, it's her. Yeah. She's. It's the person, the persona that she's developed on television. That's attractive. And and it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how heavy you are. Like if you've gained weight or whatever, if right. you just love yourself, you become, you exude attractiveness. Now there is the subtle stuff that, uh, that works like every time. And man, I hate throwing out all these names because it sounds almost slanderous, but there are some people you mentioned a girl, maybe you didn't, I forget, but they, there are a lot of actresses who's got, who have gotten that slight nose job that all of a sudden that sent them over the top. They are just, oh, my God, beautiful now. And yeah. a, a couple of our biggest icons come to mind right now, and I just don't want to name their names um, because I don't think it's. Wait, uh, if they're beautiful, it's a good thing, right? Well, OK, then I will. Because uh, yeah. you can find their before and after pictures online. But yeah. Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Who I also think yeah, I also think really good looking. shines from the inside out as yes, well. Yes. But her nose job, boy, <laughs> she's got that that perfect nose now, which she didn't uh, use. I to never have even that. noticed that. You look huh. at and the other, this is almost a no-brainer, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, yep, I, she had a nose job? Or? Yeah, back when like her breakout with Selena uh -huh. way back in the day. Yeah. That was pre-nose job beautiful girl still yeah with that nose job just whoo most beautiful woman on the planet in some respects you know wow i never mm -hmm. even knew any of oh sure stuff. yeah huh. so it's kind of minor but you just you know yeah you know shrink that up just a little bit make it a little more narrow and all of a sudden it's elegant and you know drop dead gorgeous and that's all it takes wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah yeah all right let's move along i didn't know we we're going to be talking about plastic <laughs> surgery today well <laughs> we got a lot you we never know i'll be i'll be looking at your neck every episode now <laughs> well you know what you got to is when i go through a week of turtlenecks or a, yeah. a couple of weeks of turtlenecks you know then, then it's like hey what's oh, up you're breaking off the turtleneck oh yeah right right <laughs> All right. So I teased you with a text about this earlier this week. Because oh, this my is good. Yes. Oh, I are, saw. Yeah, go ahead. We are a giant step closer to getting the chip in our brains. Look at you. You, you, you fogged up your whole camera now. You're oh, so excited. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know, but it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, it's like this guy's jazzed about this. I man. yelled into the camera. I don't know if it's going to come back. But hey, anyways, so Elon Musk's Neuralink, that's one of his companies, Neuralink implanted a chip into a monkey's brain. And now he can play video games with his mind. 
Well, okay, that's this, great. This is in Yahoo Business, uh, February 1st, a couple days ago. All right, Neuralink's focused on the human computer interfaces for artificial intelligence in people. This is what I've been talking about forever. You have. Yep, you and have. I see. I'm trying to get that thing, though, on fog, but it's doesn't not doesn't want to. to, no. No, pretty weird. But uh, he's a quote here. One of the things we're trying to figure out is if we can have monkeys play Pong with each other via their neural links. Big step. But, you know, he said and he had a Twitter feed when he was talking about this. He said, short term, we're looking to solve the brain and spine injuries thing. Right. Right. Oh, hey, my thing cleared up. Yeah. Um, and then, but long term, it's human AI symbiosis. And that's coming so quickly, so quickly. So obviously, number one is uh, paraplegics and things like that. And we talked about a story last week about a case where uh, there's an artificial limb, a robotic limb in California. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're operating it here remotely at Case. And the guy can feel what is being put in the robot's hand. Okay, so we're really getting close. So now all you need is the chip in your head, which... He says human trials hope will probably start this year as long human trials will probably start this year as long as things continue to go well. Uh, so we're working super hard to ensure the implant safety and close communication with the FDA. Well, of course, I mean, there's no, of course, you have to be in close communication with the FDA. <laughs> yeah, you can't do yeah. that without that. So that's where that is at. So here is where this relates to everything else that we've been talking about, can talk about for the rest of the show. But as we're talking, oh, the, the misinformation that's going on, the lies. Are, did you hear Biden say something yesterday about Wait, the needing you're transitioning to, already? Dude, I'm coming right back to it. Oh, okay, uh, okay. About the need for ending white supremacy. This I, is how I've, far- I've been hearing him saying these types of things over the White ever supremacy? since he got in there. Yeah. How the uh, hell did we get that far already? We started out with uh, Obama dusting up the, the whole racism thing uh, 10 years ago, which led into, you know, the proliferation of ID politics. But it's gotten to, you know, and we've gotten to the whole, OK, we went from uh, white privilege to white supremacy by the president. The president is saying this now. Yes. Yes. I am so dismayed. So back to what I was talking about. I think this is not a jump to think about at all. But when we talk about these chips being put in our head and uh, the AI is getting us to be able to interface with artificial limbs. And I think one of the first things that's going to be able, like easily be able to hit, we have lie detectors. We've had lie detectors for decades now. When we have a chip, we have uh, techniques, the CIA, uh, all of our special agents stuff, they have techniques for detecting lies that they are trained in. They can detect mm-hmm. a liar, mm-hmm. you know, from anybody a mile away. Right. When you combine all this stuff into a neural link that is a BS detector, every human being needs this so badly. This a may BS be detector. Yes, this may be the only thing that saves us from ourselves. Look where we're at today. <laughs> Wow. I'm not laughing, dude. You've really I'm not thought, laughing. You've thought through this. I, I it's all coming. I together. compliment you. It's all coming on, on thinking through this whole thing and 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 really finding a, a positive there. I mean, that's a huge positive. Uh, you know, and I'm I, being dead serious. I know you are. I know you're being serious, yes. and I'm not. I'm not being facetious here. I can see that you've you've thought through this, and I know you're excited about this as well. And. I, uh, when you sent that over to me, I was like, well, that's so crazy sounding. What are you talking about? So I just so happened to have read an article about this last night uh, and Elon Musk. And I got to say, when I first learned that it was Elon Musk, it was almost a relief. Yeah, because uh, I, I have a lot of them. respect for this person. I don't know if I would trust them because um, I don't know him, but I respect the technology that he's brought to the table and the way that he thinks through our, yes. our free market society that we live in here. I, I, I do admire that. And when I started to read about this last night, the thing that really jumped out for me and this is really what he's doing this initially for is uh, for spinal injuries, for Alzheimer's, 
Uh, oh, there yeah. was a, there was another one in there as well, yeah. uh, but a uh, dementia. Mm -hmm. uh, so Alzheimer's, dementia, and spinal cord injuries. And I do believe that there's technology there that can help to repair those things at, almost at a miraculous pace. You know, uh, we went to Kent State, Barry and I did, and I had a, a person that was in my major. Her name was Allison, and she was a, a paraplegic. And uh, one of the sweetest people ever. And one day, many years after college, I was watching a documentary about the science of the, the cerebral science of these, um, these people that are, are paraplegics. And later in that episode, I saw Allison in that documentary walking. Uh, Allison wow. was somebody that I remember I saw her at Ray's one night and mm -hmm. uh, it, I was, it was so cool because remember how crowded it would be in there and she's in there in her wheelchair. Can you, by the way, that's hard? a legendary bar at Ray's. Oh, it can't. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and remember how crowded it would get in there. Always. And I remember she said, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you carry me in there? <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> the excuse me, ladies. Yeah. Exactly. I, I have someone here. I got a delivery. <laughs> I had to go back in there, carry her out of there. It wow. Was so I was like, she trusted me to carry. I mean, imagine if I would have dropped her. Mm. Um, you know, she what trust? And I was yes. what a great person. Anyway, it was that kind of technology that allowed her to be able to wow. actually walk. It was like these wow. electronic stimulus were causing a reaction in her legs. And I actually, it wasn't like graceful, but it, she was walking. Dude, yeah. And, and so for somebody yeah. that's relegated to a chair for the rest of their lives, this is, this is hope. And I also want to say this, that it's a little bit scary. Uh, not a little, it's a lot scary to me because... I, if I take, I love your, your example of being able to be able to detect lies, but as with all good technology, it couldn't be used for good yes. or it could be used for evil. And oh, so absolutely. I see the ram I see the ramifications <clears throat> on, on both sides of this. Mm, you're absolutely right. Uh, a lot to say there. First of all, I have the links to two articles, one in Yahoo business news concerning this, that, this is what I'm speaking to is these articles, Yahoo Business News. The other is called teslarati.com. Uh, have that as well. So those are in the links uh, in the show notes, and you're going to get them right in your email box if you sign up to our list at over50startingover.com. So that's the easy way to get all this valuable information. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, Merle, is you made me think when you said about your friend uh, being able to walk, hey, not so gracefully, but if you were bound in a wheelchair, that made me think of this week, the story about the guy that got the face transplant and two hand transplants. Did you see that? I haven't heard about that no oh Boy. well oh yeah it's been all Base over the news yeah wow. he got in a car accident if i recall yeah. And uh, just so burnt. It, oh, boy. Unbelievable. But this is one of those things where I mean, I'm sorry, this sounds so cruel or heartless, but I think was it, would you want to be saved? Now, if you're the person that uh, medical science pulled your life out of the out of the crapper there, uh, you would, you know, it's human nature, you'd be like, Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm so glad I was saved. But I don't know. Is it the best Maybe. thing? You know, I, yeah. yeah, it's it's a valid conversation yeah yeah but uh so anyways yeah so this guy got a face transplant and two hand because his hands were also so deformed oh my god two hand transplants successful no that was possible now like the girl with uh not walking so well it's not like this guy's a real looker let me tell you but i'll bet you he has the happiest day of his life just like it was for your friend i think her name no Ashley. kidding wow that's i mean when you start to look at the technology and yes. that's out there and what we're able to do now it, it really is amazing and i really get go to this that what, that old saying, whatever the mind can conceive, it can achieve. And yes. I really believe that a lot of the things that we've already seen in, in science fiction movies, we've already seen them come to pass when there was, we had no idea how that could work, but we've, you know, Star Trek from the 60s, so many of those technologies that they had, we have today. Oh, and uh, the, the I know communicator? the communicator? 
we went by the communicator two decades ago, the flip phone. We really did. And yeah. and, and that was, I remember when that flip phone came out, I remember I, I wanted Beam one so up. bad, but I couldn't yeah. afford one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I never did get to have a, a flip phone like Star Trek. So, yeah. so I'm a little bummed about that. But anyway, you know, it's the transporter machine. We talked about this. Yeah. I really believe that we're going to figure that out. Yes, we're going to we figure are. out how to travel. Uh, and, and I mean, we, we, we're, we're sending ships out past our solar system now. Yes. How, how is that? Barry, uh, now that I mentioned solar system, I'm just going to throw something out here. You remember are? We, yeah, remember we talked about yeah. the space. Uh, space the, race? Now, the, the, our, our space, our militarized uh, space program. Yes. Uh, what was it called space again? Space Force. Space Force. I'm got, really concerned about the future of Space Force. Uh, it's one of my notes in here that oh, we were to talk about. Yes. Okay. What What do you got? Because man, I I, I I just think that is so important. I I just simply brought up the sub. Uh, we're bringing up the subject just like you, Press Secretary. If I say her name right, Jen Saki. 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 Yeah. Okay. Jokes about Space Force when uh, asked about its future. And I have a link to that YouTube video. If you would like to take a look at it, I found it absolutely disgusting. I found it. Well, I found it to be just rationally speaking, very unprofessional. I find her to be very unprofessional, but she took the whole as if we were talking if, as if we asked her if there were aliens in Area 51. That was right. The, you know, and I forget exactly what she said, but she laughed it off. She she said uh, somebody asked her about the future of the, the space program. Um, what is it called again? Space Force. Space Force. He said he said, uh, yeah. Can you tell me? Give me some details on on Biden's uh, uh, plans for space back force. Back to you on that, I think. And she said. goes, Space Force. Oh, so. You know, like the new plane, the new plane, like yeah. that. And uh, oh, so whoever's in charge of that, I'll get back to them and I'll circle back to you. It was really it was condescending. Condescending, and yeah. and here we, this is part of our national defense strategy. We have a a, a rival called China that is. Head, head and shoulders in, up in front of us in this whole thing, yes. and you know, from military strategy and history, if you have the high ground, you mm. are in charge, and mm. you can't get any more high ground than space. Mm. And they're militarizing space. Mm. They take out our satellites. Mm. They take out our way of communicating. They mm. can take out our energy plants. All of that kind of stuff can shut down our way of existence in a, a heartbeat. And if we mm. don't have any, if our leaders are are oh space. Mm -hmm. Uh, force, come mm -hmm. on! I mean, that is uh, in now. If this is the art of war strategy, then this is great. Mm. So, so if they're using the the Sun Tzu art of war strategy and they're pretending, oh, space force, and meanwhile in the background, they're <laughs> developing secret X weapon. I say good strategy, but I don't think that's what's happening. Oh, you just gave me a ray of hope to hang on to, though, because I've been Maybe. I have been beside myself about that because of the importance. We're talking the different I, you're talking whether we're going to be speaking Chinese in the near future or or that we'd be eliminated. Just, or, yes, you know, like, completely. The only people that are speaking Chinese are the ones that are still alive. <laughs> I mean, just, yes. you know, that could happen, too. So yeah. they don't seem to like us. No, no, of course they don't. No, of course they don't. So no, I, I'm going to hang on to that ray of hope that you just said, and that they're that's what I would playing do it down. Yeah, it's like you know they're working with three, four different aliens right there in Area 51 on their own you know, spaceship. Uh, hopefully, that's what's going on. We're working with Vlock right now. <laughs> we got. Yeah, we got technology from the planet Zunar, and we're <laughs> yeah. going to send that up any day now. <laughs> Tell anybody. <laughs> so well, let's I, go. I just want to say, you, you mentioned how unprofessional you think that she I is. I thought that was terribly unprofessional. I also find the the tone of these press conferences to be uh, diabolically opposite of what we've seen uh, over the last four years. But did you hear that uh, they were requesting to get their questions ahead of the uh, press briefings from now on what 
No. Yeah, yeah. The Biden That's administration ridiculous. requested They're... that the press actually send in their questions ahead of time instead of the way that they've been doing it oh since forever. Yes. Well, because that's free speech. You know, you go and throw out a monkey wrench in there and see what kind of spontaneous. Oh, my God. Free speech is so under attack. And every single day now it's getting worse. We're, we're seeing evidence of it just getting so much worse. I wanted to bring in out many different thing. ways too, like the, the on every front possible. Yes, yeah. It, and um, one of the things I wanted to say back to the BS detector chip that we need planted in our head. How about Black Lives Matter being submitted for the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> for racial injustice, that, fighting mean, against racial injustice? Yeah, it, 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 it. I mean, the Nobel Peace Prize is a joke now. It's you a total mean, joke. That started got, with Obama getting nominated for no reason whatsoever other than being black. Well, Stacey Abrams has been nominated as well. Mm -hmm. And so she's in there. What, what has she done? Um, they're saying least, right. it's it's uh, because she fought against uh, voter suppression. And remember when she was running for governor, she said she lost because of voter suppression. So mm -hmm. I think that has something to do with it. And of course, Trump's been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, but he actually leveraged all of these peace agreements mm -hmm. in the in the Middle East where no one else has ever been able to do that ever. I and guess. so uh, that's a that's an interesting thing to take a look at as it goes on. But I, I hope that these guys come out of this with a, a molecule of credibility because, you know, being nominated is one thing. Yeah, but it, it's it's whoever gets it. That's what's really important. Yes. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think when you take a look at Black Lives Matter and the amount of of damage that they've done over the past year, it, it it's one of the groups responsible for a record amount of destruction over the right. last year in the tune of billions and billions of dollars. Right. So to earn a Nobel Peace Prize, peace. It, it would Operative almost word. be that yeah. peace has been um, redefined you know, redefined in the 1984 manner. Remember, I was telling yes. you about the Ministry of Love where you would get tortured yes. um, that, you know, oh, Nobel Peace Prize. How many people did you Never mind. I mean, it's just it is, it's a but terrible, no, terrible thing to think about. I agree with you. I think that there is a whole lot of uh, redefining of words, terms, and just like trying to redefine historical content. Well, I totally agree. And, you know, I was talking to Hallie about this, my daughter, over the past week about how all of these terms have been redefined or that we've had, we've we've applied terms and these terms are simply there to shut down opposition, not not for any other reason, yeah. like the term hate speech. Uh, we saw it last week with the whole thing that happened with the GameStop thing and Reddit. And I want to talk about that. Too. Oh, well, uh, let me give it to you then. Go ahead. Oh, I, no, you can continue. Uh, okay. You're right on the right track. The, the, the whole thing that happened is as this there's. Okay, the events that happen around GameStop are a little complicated. Not uh, really. Well, when you take a look at it was almost spy versus spy kind of thing happening there because it was like the bad guys were the, suddenly the good guys and the good guys were the bad guys. And then it was kind of hard to figure out who the good guys and the bad guys are. And then then censorship actually happened. Um, yes. and, and it was for the purpose of shutting down their uh, their, their competitors. It wasn't actually, it was under the guise of hate speech that they shut down the Reddit oh, from right. communicating. Yes. yes. So this is an online social media kind of yes. thing on Reddit. And yes. these guys got shut down by the rich billionaire hedge funders. Under uh, the guise of hate speech. That is the most amazing <laughs> stretch that I've heard in quite a while. And I've heard some serious stuff lately. These guys were losing literally billions, billions. of dollars I every second. Yeah. Now, let's <laughs> I mean, just they were, they were going down. As simple as, as in simple terms. So you got hedge fund people that are shorting the stock, meaning they're betting that GameStop stop is going to lose. Now, GameStop is like the... Uh, what was the video store? Blockbuster. It's, it's like sort the of like Blockbuster. Yeah, right? uh, it, they just games, games yeah. in a brick, video games. brick and mortar stores, and they're all digital today. So of course it's going out of business. It's it's a slow but sure demise down the toilet. 
So they're shorting it and then telling other people uh, they're putting out like uh, you could sign up to Motley Fool or get all your other news out there. So I and this is where I, I might screw it up. So do they go out and say, oh, everybody, uh, you got to you got to buy GameStop right now or no, they sell. No, it's in trouble. You got to sell, sell, sell. So it drives it down. They're shorting it. They're right. And then down. they they actually are buying it. Uh, so it on Reddit. So the, here's the thing. Here's a nefarious thing is these uh, to the point is that these hedge fund guys always do this behind the scenes, uh, behind closed doors and uh, put out propaganda in order to make their billions of dollars. Whereas the Reddit group of average everyday people in a completely transparent environment on Reddit, that's the important thing, uh, said, this is what they're doing. Let's all buy it up, make a ton of money and, and screw these guys that are always screwing us. And that's yes. exactly what happens. So then to your point, what what eventually happens is they put the squeeze. Uh, I'd say the hedge fund people, Wall Street puts the squeeze on Reddit and shuts down the Wall Street bets. That's the Reddit group, Wall Street bets, shuts down, temporarily shuts down their uh, platform in the guise of hate speech. Not that they were doing anything <clears throat> illegal in business by by doing what they did with those Correct. stocks. It was be, it was on a technicality that they figured out called hate speech, which conveniently you don't have to define. And, yeah. and and that's it the thing. Stop there. That's the thing with the term hate speech is hate speech can be anything you deem to be hate speech. So there's so everyone's guilty. Go ahead, Barry. Yeah. So it doesn't stop there at all. So Robinhood is the app that apparently most people do their trading on average everyday Joes, uh, and they are not. And so they also shut down trading on that under pressure from big tech. Okay, yes. from Wall Street. Big tech. There it is. So they are Robinhood's now facing 30 different civil lawsuits for trade restrictions. Uh, this is crazy. This so is this crazy. Is, and this is the thing. You're hearing these rich hedge fund guys suddenly calling for regulation yes. around this whole thing. And these are the guys that are allergic to regulation. Absolutely. So no, it's a big red flag when these guys are the guys that are asking for regulation. And you got that happening at the same time. Did you hear about the Bank of America? thing no oh my no. gosh okay and i know we're running low on time yeah because i got bank a really great follow-up story at the end i gotta do it. okay it's good well, you're gonna love it you're gonna let me just it. say this so uh, as of yesterday we found out that bank of america has turned over information to the fbi with anybody that had any banking transactions in washington dc on the fifth or the oh. sixth uh, all around oh. Washington, D.C., hotels, foods, <clears throat> any any and also uh, the states of Virginia, Maryland and uh, uh, I think uh, West Virginia as well. If you stayed in any of those states in those times, uh, um, uh, Bank of America turned over your banking information to the FBI. Now, um, and they're actually saying that this was in compliance with the law, but there's no law that actually com compels them to turn over information about your personal banking records. So we're going to see right now what's actually going to happen. And I'll just say this regarding January 6th, it's very odd that we are not seeing any any type of information about the research around what happened uh, with those Capitol Police. Uh, who got injured? Who was the person that that shot uh, Babbitt, the one that was the woman that was killed? We don't know that person's name. We're hearing rumors that that person's not going to be charged for shooting that person point blank in the mm, neck. Mm. Uh, we are not hearing any details whatsoever about the people that have been uh, arrested, except for very little. We're not hearing about the social media sites that those people are looking at. And we've got an impeachment that's coming up next week. So it's very, very odd what's going on today. And you know what? We don't even have time to talk about it or hardly mention is I thought you were going to go there. Nancy Pelosi and her husband buying up a million dollars worth of Tesla stock 
uh, was that it ended December, something like that, uh, knowing that they're going to push legislation to uh, incentivize the electric car industry. So this I, is this is where this is this is why these people all have uh, mansions, m multiple mansions, all it, of insider trading information. And it's right. And it loops all back in with GameStop and all these situations. We're talking yes. about big tech uh, helping it. out the one percent. Uh, and you know, and, and it never ends, which I don't know if I, we can go on. I got, I could go it's on forever a, about all this. Let me just finish and say this. What we're seeing is an elite class that has locked the rest of the public out. Yes. And so it's us and them. Uh, they're the elites. They're above the law. Uh, they're yes. living in a uh, in a bubble that we're not living in, and they're actually governing us as well. And this brings us back to uh, the whole taxation without representation mm. type of thing that we fought a whole revolutionary war over. We're seeing it right now. It is what it is, and we just have to call it what it is. So it's been there for uh, decades. It's just it been growing it's been, astronomically, and now it it's being exposed. And and it's being exposed at a rate and at a at, with an attitude of. Who cares? Here it is. You know, so I don't know do. about that. It seems like it after last week, it kind of with I the know what you're saying. It seems like here's what we do. And you know what? We're going to make some regulations so that we can keep on doing it. And I watched a video last night. Um, the Rubin report, I think it is. If, I, I like know. Dave Rubin. OK, yeah. And um, Glenn Beck was on there and oh, I haven't seen him in a while. I had not uh, heard of him in a long time, to tell you the truth, but he had a very positive take on the kind of stuff we're talking about right now. And they were talking about the GameStop situation. And he said, uh, you know, first of all, and I've heard this from other people of late too, and it's very true, is we always talk about all the negative news and the world coming to an end, but every generation has always done that as they get older. And the truth of the matter is that we're living in a time of astronomically less poverty, people being pulled out of poverty by the uh, hour um, at rates never before seen in humankind. So there is that. Now, that's not to say that we we got to be very uh, vigilant about being uh, possibly being on the precipice of destruction of Look, for one, one of these days, I want to do the research and talk about, for whatever reason, Jordan Peterson refers to it as the Preto principle, but about how the top 1% is just pulling all the wealth out of our society at an increasing alarming rate at all times. But I need to do more research on that before we can really talk about it. I was going to say, have you did I read that book, uh, The Tale of Two Cities, uh, back in college, and it starts out it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And uh, that's the opening line of the book. And it's it's right at the precipice of the French Revolution. And mm -hmm. so uh, it, it's a it's a, an interesting way to start the book because it's such a dichotomy in life. Th exactly what you were just explaining. It is the best of times and the worst of times at the same yeah. time. How could that be? But you're exactly right. When you take a look at the technology that has improved our way of life mm -hmm. above and beyond, anything we've ever experienced in human life it just looking at our mortality rate in general here in this country it's doubled since our country started yeah this is amazing our, our, our we live longer we're healthier we eat better uh we get to do more things we have a much higher quality of life in in every way and yet on the flip side, we have all these other things that are that are out there that are really in biblical proportion. So mm -hmm. it is really quite a time to be alive here on planet Earth. Yeah, it truly is. And to uh, Glenn Beck's point is what he was saying is, you know, people of our age, we start to see things become different. And uh, so we think it's the end of the world and, and that kind of thing. And he says, you don't understand. You just saw what happened with these uh, millennials with Reddit and how they just took down the establishment right there. He goes, this is going to continue. He goes, this is a positive thing. This is a great thing. It's going to you know, hopefully tear down that 1% elite and all of the things they've been building up to this press. I am so sick and tired of between taxes and the healthcare industry uh, of them bleeding every America for every every American for every penny that they can they can with the sliding scale of what you can and can't afford unless you can hit an elite status where you get to be able to 
hide your funds offshores and do different kinds of investments to sh- shelters. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And, and we, we live in a world that pushes those, those people, those elites that are making all those monies to, to make those kind of moves, because otherwise we're going to try to tax you 95% of what you bring in. So yes. it's, it's, it, it's a, it's a tough, it's a, I can see why it's happening. Uh, that's all I got to say is I can see why it's happening. And, you know, we're, we're just, we're just going to have to deal with it. Um, I don't think I have any good things to say about that. I could just see why it's happening. I hear you. Well, I uh, let's uh, follow this up with, and we could take several minutes to talk about this. You're going to love this story. Uh, it's a lighter side of things, but it ties in with everything that we're talking about as well. And I'm going to share this. Billionaire launches drug company to offer low cost version of high cost drugs. Do you see this, Merle? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. This came out on January 28th and it's Mark Cuban, our favorite billionaire. He launched a, listen to this. I love this uh, because it's speaking against the 1% elites and the, in the healthcare industry, the pharmaceutical industry that is crippling us. He launched a generic drug company called the Mark Cuban cost plus drug company. And it's dedicated to producing low cost drugs uh, for, of the high cost generic drugs that bleed us dry and pledges to, quote, provide radical transparency in how we price our drugs. And uh, to make it uh, short, we add a flat 15% margin to our wholesale prices. That's it across the board, completely transparent. This makes sure that we remain viable and profitable, but no hidden costs, no middlemen, no rebates, uh, only available to insurance company. No rebates that are only available to insurance company. Everybody gets the same low price on every drug we make. How do you? What do you think of that, Merle? I'm 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 amazed. I I love the concept, and I think uh, I hope that he can pull it off because I do know that in the pharmaceutical industry, the regulations that are out there with the FDA yes. and also some of these trade agreements that are happening uh, out there right now to prevent good intentions from actually yes. coming to fruition. So I hope that uh, somebody like Mark Cuban can can maneuver those waters because it is, it's terrible what we're seeing. We just saw where insulin prices, yes. uh, Joe Biden signed a, uh, an executive order, uh, insulin prices have gone sky high and these people can't afford the shots anymore. That the, the medication, that that's death to those people yes. um, in, in one way or another, either your health or your finances. And if your finances are gone, you're, you're living in a, a pretty, pretty bad situation. That's a form of death too. So it's a tough, tough situation that we're seeing families are in such a hard time. And these drugs, I, I suspect uh, many of them are being produced for pennies and they're being, oh, you're paying a hundred dollars for a pill. But here's another thing to think about with the FDA is before you can put any drugs out into the market, you have to jump through their FDA hoops. Yes. And I'm hearing that it costs to bring one drug to the market costs about a billion dollars after you've gone yes. through all the testing and you've got to be able to get your return on investment. Uh, okay, but if you're on. Mark Cuban, maybe that's where the rub is here. No, no, no. This is uh, this is a good thing. You made a valid point. So as I recall, uh, this is all about patents. Okay. So when you bring a new drug to market, you get to patent it for, if I recall, seven years, you oh, have that's right. sole rights yeah. to it. So that's where it you're becomes, making your billions back. Okay. You right. make your money back. So Mark Cuban is only dealing in the generic uh, drug industry. So that's interesting. Me okay. Patent stuff. You're so right. What that's also telling me is that one company goes out there and ruins it for everybody else. This is capitalism. Okay. So At now its finest. it's exactly right. So the, the generic drug companies, you are right. It costs a, a billion dollars or whatever to go through the R and D to bring a new drug to market. They deserve to make their money. Okay. It's still a little crazy, but they do get to make their money. It is after it becomes public domain is where everybody's still getting screwed. And yes. this is what's beautiful here. It's not just that, but we've been talking about the 1% bleeding all the money out of, out of all of the common everyday people. We've been talking about it with GameStop, with, right, right. with everything. And this is an example, like 
Remember a few weeks ago, we also talked about Jeff Bezos' ex-wife giving back billions to different charities. Um, she got a divorce, got, and she's a best-selling author in her own right, but she's got like yeah. $64 billion or whatever that she is pledging to donate most of it to violent Right, causes. right, right. Yeah, I remember so that. Story. Maybe this is the hope that we can have with altruistic one percenters setting an example and maybe a degree of morality to what they do with this extreme wealth. How much, how many, how much can one person do with billions of dollars in the first? Well, I, I hope that you're right. I mean, it seems very hopeful what you're saying. And there's also a flip side. There's always a flip side, right? I mean, when you, we have billionaires that are in control of this market, <clears throat> um, we, we don't want that either. Uh, we don't want just <clears throat> one or two people like Bill Gates out there who seems to be in charge of every vac vaccination out there. Um, you know, we want to make sure that it's not just uh, like an oligarchical kind of thing that's happening True. here. But I love I love the sentiment and I hope that it works out really well. Uh, we definitely need to do something about this terrible, terrible problem that's out there. And uh, I just thank God, man, I'm not on any pharmaceuticals. I don't need to be on any pharmaceuticals. And I want to keep it that way for the rest yes. of my life. I never want to have to be on these because, man, it seems like once you open that door, uh, it's, it's hard to come back. I don't know if there True. is any coming back. Yeah, I, and I, I'm... I'm on blood pressure medication too right now. And it's, uh, mm, I, I'd rather not be, but I have felt the difference. And Sometimes I hope that I hope it's, do. yeah. I, and I yeah. hope it's a temporary thing. Me um, too. Yeah. So yeah. like, I was so excited at the very beginning, bringing this full circle. I was so excited about the beginning. The creatine has been helping me with my workouts. Which I'm is excited help, about that too. Going to help bring my blood pressure down. Yeah. Yeah. And also you're going to have better workouts. The whole thing is like a, it's a domino effect of, uh, of so. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it too. So, oh, let's keep track of that. Cause I think that's, uh, oh. that's good for all of us. If we can, if we know, we, if we have something we can rely on. Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Um, I just want to say, uh, guys, we got a lot of links to share things that we just skipped over very quickly. Uh, hopefully we hit the main point. So you can get them again if you sign up for over 50 dot over 50 starting over .com. But also just uh, pull us up on your podcast app of choice on your smartphone and pull up over 50 starting over. Listen to us in your spare time on demand. That's the way to do it. All that right, is. Merle. Yeah. Talk to you next week, brother. Yeah. Love you, Love you all. You too.